0: What's up, stalemates? August 13th, buy your tickets. Ivan Gadson versus Pat Downey. We have this many tickets left. I can't tell you how many because I don't actually know They keep me out of that. I'm too busy doing content. But go check out the link down below if you want to be in the building. If you're at home, if you live on the East Coast, West Coast, and you can't go, you just want to stay at home in your chair, you can watch it on our Patreon. You guys subscribe to Patreon, $3.99 a month. You get to check it out. Cancel anytime you want. We also want to thank our sponsors, Above and Beyond Wash and Seals. Best floors in the game. Tyler, do the floors real quick. Check it out. Clean as a whistle. You can have your floor be as clean and crispy as a whistle as well if you just click the link down below. Hit up Trent. He's your guy. And last but not least, Barbarian Apparel. You see the vibes. You see it. Get a close-up of that. Stalemate Street League. You see it. Our logo. Wear this on the golf course. Make this your party shirt, make this your beach shirt. Also, if you're partying on the beach, why not get a why not get a little flag, a little banner, let them know, let them know your favorite show, Stalemates, see this bad boy, fly this, fly, fly this, hi, go check him out. And also, Stalemate Street League, we had to make it. August 13th, baby, 4K Event Center back to another episode, we have a very special guest in the building, I think this has been uh, a guest that we've wanted on the show for a long time now, he he gets the wrestling world going and uh, he is one one part of our main event, he's walking around his house a little bit, I don't know what he's doing, he's down there in Florida and it looks nice, looks like it's a pool party, uh, we have Pat Downey, what's up Pat?
1: Hey, what's up man, every day's a pool party in it's so flow baby, yeah, check how- it out. Yeah, where are you at right now? What is that? What's going on? It's my crib, bro. Okay. I'm here. I got the I got the bands, the Bulgarian bands. We, we got Gabe.
0: We're swinging maces,
1: man. I'm swinging my maces. I got my Bulgarian bags. We got the speed bag. We got <laughs> okay. the ropes. You know, it's a compound day.
0: All right. It, it, what kind of training are you doing for this match? Because <laughs> you got the mace going and you got all kinds of stuff happening. You got the speed bag. Dude
1: i'm always training whatever gets me a workout i actually just got off running the beach with my dog Okay. wake wake up work out it's a lifestyle you know you don't get this jack not doing shit you gotta stay busy <laughs>
0: let's go i like it i like it uh have you always worked out that kind of way though doing that kind of unorthodox training or you know what's the training look yeah. like compared to other times you know
1: yeah um obviously there's there's times you i, I listen to my body like uh there's times where. I don't do as much of this cross training when I'm uh like competing more, like focus more on my grappling or wrestling jujitsu, but I've been kind of banged up. I had that jujitsu competition. It kind of tweaked my knee, a little MCL, LCL. I don't really have much meniscus left, so I don't think that was hurt, but I was just stiff. So I listen to my body, man. Like if I can't, if I can't wrestle, I can swing my mace. If I can't swing my mace, I can, lift some weights if i can't lift weights i can hit the bat you know i'm always trying to find a way to get better
0: okay so <laughs> when we asked you who are you going to have corner and everything you said you said negative are you going unattached assassin for this match
1: no i got the og ben provisor just okay. uh signed with grant yep. Him and i'll be uh, linking up out there you know um i didn't have a corner at the olympic trials but I'll have a corner for the Stalemate Street League. Okay,
0: so let's talk about Stalemate Street League. That's why you're on the show. So you're going to be wrestling Kyvan Gatson. And we tweeted something along the lines of, like, who should we bring out of Folkstyle Retirement? And you said, I know a guy. You're speaking about yourself. You and I kind of DMed a little bit. And then from there, it seemed like it was kind of calculated. You were kind of, like, tweeting at a lot of people, trying to get people going. And you were messaging me, like, let's do this guy, this guy, whatever. Was that calculated? Were you trying to get Kyvan to bite the, you know, bite the bait and try to get him on this thing?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I reeled him in. He was just like, you know, I was fishing for a Huckleberry. And uh I knew he's local. Um you know, I've been I've been kind of like bickering back and forth with him since we we're, I don't know, 19. I mean, rest in peace, to Willie Gads and his father, but Kyven and I go way back, and Willie actually had an influential part of my career. You know, um, I had that trouble in high school and, uh, he kind of introduced me to Wade Chalice, which introduced me to JD Robbins, which is my initial descent down to South Florida with the Florida jets. And, uh, that's how I learned freestyle. So inadvertently I have Kyvin and his family to thank for a lot of my success, even just the fact of knowing about freestyle wrestling. You know, I was a football player, lacrosse from East Baltimore eating crab cakes. I didn't know about freestyle wrestling. So. Kyvan and I actually go way back, whether we, uh, knew each other personally, that probably that introduction, I wouldn't say happened until I went to, uh, Iowa state, but, um, I've always known who he was, you know, it's such a small level, you know, it's such a small circle at this highest level that, you know, you, we all know, we know of everyone, whether we've met or not. So, um, to me, this match, has been inevitable whether he's been 40 pounds bigger than me or around the same vicinity. I've always wanted to wrestle this his mug.
0: Yeah. I feel like you guys kind of over, he's kind of overlapped. And I know when you left Iowa state, there was a little, seemed like there's a little animosity and Kyvan's always been kind of like the poster guy for Iowa state. And I think right. he, he told me like, we, we went up and interviewed him and I asked him what your guys' relationship was like. And he says, for the most part, it was pretty positive. Would you say the same?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I heard that interview. And he wants to talk about me being a trader with no loyalty, which is really just him being salty that I got to do what I got to do for my career. You know, um, I'm sorry. I'm not from Iowa and I got this loyalty to the cyclones. I mean, I'm still a cyclone. I got my degree from there. Doctor I had to pass the GRE and get into grad school at the university of Iowa. Then, you know, shit hit the fan there. I didn't finish my graduate program because I didn't get to wrestle, but, uh, I mean, I'm as loyal as they come. I love Kyvin. I'm not calling him out because I have a hate for him. Mm-hmm. You know, contrary to popular belief, me, where I'm from, me calling somebody out is actually giving them respect. Like, I'm not calling out Joe Schmo in the corner who's a bum. I'm calling out somebody who I want to give up a few pounds. I want to challenge myself against a national champ. I want to see how good I am. So, Kyvan is. It's got obviously on my hit list.
0: Let's go. Cool. Oh, I love that. So you're coming full circle. We got a producer here if you see me looking at the side, but we're coming full circle with this thing, you know. Um, I'm excited for it. A lot of people are excited for it and some people think that we're making this like a work or something like that. I'm like, no, these are these guys are just two competitive dudes that, that want to get after it. in the state of Iowa, you said you are be coming back. And um, when you think about your time at Iowa, you know, you hit Iowa Central, uh, Iowa State, and Iowa. What do you, what would you call your Iowa home? What city in this, in, um, in Iowa?
1: Oh, I'm definitely a dirty Dodger at heart. For I'm for Dodge all the way, baby. <laughs> if Iowa central is a four-year program, I tell Moffitt and Bennett and Raleigh this all the time. Uh, I'd have never left. You know, there's only one college program that I got tatted on me. Oh, and wow. this is the <laughs> Iowa central wrestling club. This is our trident. and Actually Moffitt got it with us. Once we won, our whole team got it. So, uh, I know where my heart is at when it comes to Iowa, you know, and um, I always felt the love there from all the programs. I have no hate for, you know, you know, any of them really. Iowa loves wrestling. I love wrestling. I feel like I always loved me. Like I never really felt um, any like resentment or animosity towards the programs. I was just like a little bit, different you know I didn't really fit yeah that's I'm an east coast kid kind of outspoken and you know kind of live my life by my own set of rules I kind of always had a hard time conforming to uh the specific programs you know curriculums if you will but Iowa Central I really thrive man they let me be myself and I and I was locked in when they when when you give me that type of love and I don't feel like that forced it makes me want to do my best for you. And that's what Moffitt was able to get out of me, man. Uh, I swear, uh, if they still let Juco Champs wrestle in that NCAA tournament, I'd, I'd have given Gadsden and Snyder and Cox the run that year in that <laughs> tournament. I, I, I talk about it all the time, but I was a big 97-pounder that year.
0: Yeah, man. I'm, I'm a big Iowa State fan, so I remember you wrestling then. And the year that you all-American for Iowa State, was, that was Madison Square Garden,
1: correct? Correct, man. And I had suffered a real bad rib injury that year. And then I cut down to 184. And then the week of Big 12s, Coach Jackson makes me wrestle off at 84 and 97. The same day, I beat both guys in the wrestle off. I'm like, yep, so I can go 84. But then he decided that we had an automatic qualifier in uh, Dane Stano. So they bumped me up to 97. I went into that Big 12 tournament, a pigtail, 190 pounds, ringing wet. I had spent six months training my body to get to 84. I mean, I had a week notice to go into 97. and I couldn't even get past 190. as guys in the tournament on the last brat on the last day, when you're allowed three pound weight allowance for, for the uh, all American round day, guys are coming in at 200. I'm a buck 90, man. I was very undersized that year. I really think I'd have won a 84 that year. That's why I was calling out Gabe Dean so heavily before the U S opens and stuff. Cause he was the champ. So You know, again, that's just respect out of Gabe Dean. I'm not calling out a bum. I'm calling out the, the champ.
0: Yeah, when you when you rank that All American at Iowa State, where does that among all your accolades, where does that rank among the rest of them?
1: Dude, that's up there. I, I I was just talking to my father about that. That's up there with the U.S. Opens and the World Teams and uh, you know, winning some senior level tournaments and you know I got some Pan Am medals and I helped. I helped Team USA get a bronze medal in Kazakhstan, you know what I mean? Without the NJRTC's points, me and Tyler Graff's points, I mean, Team USA doesn't medal. We had a lot of heavy hitters on that team not score any points. Now, I will not want to call out names, but they know who they are. They, they went to the World Championships. They didn't score a single point. So I'm out here helping my country get medals. And, and uh, All-American in that year, under those circumstances, giving up the weight, the transfer that I had to pass 42 credits. Juco guys told me I didn't need an NCAA D1. To, uh, they told me I didn't need a college Juco degree. But that was a lie because if you remember the transfer rules, it was 424. Four. I started in Nebraska, went to Iowa Central, back to Iowa State. I needed a degree. So not only did I jam a year and a half's work into a half a semester to get eligible, I had a broken rib that still sticks out to this day. I'm getting PRP injections in, and I was undersized, man. So that that's in my top five accolades at all American. So, I mean, it's not what you want. You want to be a national champ, but it it's important to me.
0: Okay. So one of my favorite quotes of all time. Whenever I try to sell this um wrestling match to any friends or family, like tell them to tune in, I when I, I kind of give them the Pat the Pat Downey backstory a little bit. But one of my favorite quotes that you've ever had was when you had the that little walk-around interview with Mark Bader and he asked you. You know, what happened at Iowa and you're like, I was on the roster for one day and and you were kind of talking about the conversation you had with Tom or Terry. I don't remember. And they said you're not part of the wolf pack. And do you remember what you told them?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I I was with Coach Tom Brand and he said, When you're in the room, you're part of the wolf pack. when I'm here, I'm a wolf. But in general, when I'm outside, I'm not part of wolf pack. And I, and I told him, I'm like, yeah, man, because I'm a damn eagle. I like that's flying a... around the jungle with lions, tigers, bears, and gorillas. That's I'm a... not part of the wolf pack. I was like, you're right.
0: I'm an eagle. I love that. That's probably that's the 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 best quote you could have said. Did you actually say that, or is that something that you just told? David?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that was verbatim. Wow, what made you think of that? Uh well that's the story for another time but let's just say I had a spiritual experience that told me I was an eagle and I've always felt drawn to the body obviously it's our home country's uh you know that the emblem but uh i just I just love that that concept and they uh they have one mate they 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 live long and they there's a lot of things about it but I don't know I think it just hit home for me at that time I was like you know what I'm not a wolf I'm not part of the wolf pack you're right and, and shit, couldn't be truer words to this day. You see me now, man, I'm as nomadic as they come. I'm in South Florida. Every day's vacation for me. Guys <laughs> like Tyven are hating that he's got to live in Iowa and he's mad that I'm down here living, living the dream. And I'm like, man, you should be mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You're, so you're down there in Florida. You moved down there to kind of, you're trying to get into the MMA game. Or are you going to stick with this jujitsu stuff or what's, what's going on after the street league?
1: Yeah, I've been on, I've been on a little bit of a training hiatus with all the gyms. Honestly, I, I've been just doing my own thing. Um, I haven't really been, you know, I'm letting my body get healthy. I got to get this finger surgery and ligaments are torn. And it's broken. I can't really properly close a fist on my right. So that's, that's been, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to get surgery when you're always grappling and scrapping on the mats. So You'll see my hand will be taped up on the third on the fourteenth out in Iowa. And then um, I'm looking for a time probably after the trials to get that fixed. Um I got some different RTC opportunities in in the makes. So I would like to really start my own RTC, maybe the PD three RTC or something down here where we could recruit guys like me to transition into MMA. I mean, I'm in the fighting hotbed of the world, you know. I mean, the MMA the MMA route's inevitable. But it's not going anywhere. Um, I'm not looking to just quit wrestling because wrestling doesn't like me because USA Wrestling doesn't want me to be their guy. I'm not just ready to say, hey, okay, you don't want me to be the guy, so I'm going to go give up 20 years of hard work. You know, this is my dream. So I'll be there at the trials. I'll be be there making teams. I'll be there. Uh, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: So we're about a year later after you got canceled um you you put out some tweets and all that and and that whole thing played out It's about a year later and and what's your feelings about it now? Has it changed or is it just that eh, it is what it is i'm I'm looking forward to the future what do you what are your thoughts now
1: a year later? yeah I mean um it definitely sucks man um, you go from you know having not much with that setback at Iowa going back home to Baltimore with like my tail between my legs, essentially not bringing home a national title to my grandfather, which was a promise. So I really had to bite the bullet on that one. But then as Tom brand says, what do you do? You get the next best thing. So I went undefeated on the senior circuit with Reese and uh great training partners with CJ Brucky and Nate Jackson and all the guys at Princeton and Rutgers. I mean, there's love found there, and I didn't lose any love for them guys i still i mean i'm i'm uh, the n i o got released with these college athletes allowed to get paid for their uh, likeness first thing I do is is hook up one of the athletes with a with a with a uh, sponsor from Rutgers you know what i mean so i i'm a I'm as loyal as they come as far as that goes now with that being said, I'm still me I'm still as real as they come. I said what I said yeah. it's not my fault that people wanted to pay me to wrestle David Taylor on the main event. And they didn't want to pay women as much as they did me on that same event. I'm not flow wrestling. I can't tell Flo who to put on their card, nor do I really give a damn. I'm out here trying to get paid and wrestle for me and make a living for me and my family. And um, I was the, I was the trailblazer for this, man. I started this stuff up. I was the one wrestling Nikki Rod and Carver Hawkeye on the main event, giving up 40 pounds a month after the world championships on two days notice you know what i mean i was the one growing the sport talking my shit promoting myself building my brand from scratch so if they think that for a second they're gonna change me (laughs) you got another thing coming you can cancel me all you want but i'm still here baby
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah the, the biggest thing that i had with it and we made our jokes we're the one do you remember that training day meme that i made about you
1: oh yeah that shit was great that was that was (laughs) was, us did you know that we made it was
0: awesome did you know
1: that with with Denzel right
0: yeah we made that
1: (laughs) that was a one I gotta find that again yeah
0: you gotta post that because uh I remember when I made that I you know I made it I was like well he's either gonna I actually did not think you would like it I thought you wouldn't like it and you dm me and you're like hey where's that video and I thought you were gonna like go off on us and do all this stuff and I'm like here we go I gotta have my head I on. didn't
1: like it I loved it
0: <laughs> I was like I gotta have my head on a swivel if I ever run around pat and then you ended up posting it and like you love you loved it and like had a good sense of humor about it
1: <laughs> I loved it but man. that's I thought it was brilliant
0: but I think it's you know kind of a perfect clip because it's like you're you know you can't you can you can you can shoot me but you can't kill me right
1: and here's the thing is like I went from essentially not even being able to wipe my ass without flow putting me on their page. The same thing that they canceled me for is the same thing that they built my brand and yeah. made me their clickbait for, you know, I tweet something, they posted it as a picture. I'd be like, Jesus, this is getting out of hand. Why don't y'all cover some real wrestling? So it went from one extreme to the other. Now they won't even, you know, show my videos of me competing at the trials or mention. you know, don't, don't expect them to talk about this match at all. So no, I, yeah, okay. it's just, You know, it's, it's, it's amazing that I can live and die by the same sword in the same week because everything I was saying was information was facts coming (laughs) from flow, coming from guys who are now no longer with flow. You know, it wasn't just me that got canceled. So,
0: well, the thing that, the thing that I found weird was like, they knew what they signed up for having you on the card. Like, like, I'm not going to lie, Pat. We're having you on this car because you draw attention. You know how to do that, and a lot of guys in this sport don't know how to do that. So they knew what they were getting when they got you, and they got what they should have expected, and then next thing you know, you're not on it anymore, and and the fallout happened, um, which, you know, you said what you said. You got to accept those consequences as well, but them them acting like they didn't know that this kind of thing would happen. It's like that's how Pat is able to promote himself and and be different, and that's why Pat has – you know, how, how many Instagram followers you have, how many Twitter followers you have. And, you know.
1: And then what they use and then what they do is they proceed to make a market off of what I brought exposure to. I, they use me as the scapegoat because I'm flat out saying, hey, I would love for Vicky Anthony and Sarah Hildebrandt or Jakara or whomever, Helen and Allie Reagan or Adeline and, you know, Erica Weeby, or, 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 you know, I would love or Tamara I would love to pay to watch I said I would pay my own money out of my pocket to watch these stars as Vicky Anthony I just put her in line with a with a clinic and I and I'm always referencing their technique and I'm always staying around in Italy or whatever match and tournament to watch I'm the biggest women's wrestling advocate and supporter you know everything I do is for my women my mom and my sister so if there's anybody who wants and I I want to be a, a coach one day. Don't you think that I understand the only way that men's wrestling sticks around is by including women, the whole Title IX deal? We need women to wrestle. So with that being said, Flo goes and uses me as a scapegoat and then proceeds to make an all-women's wrestling card yeah. to try to cover up <laughs> their wrong. lack of women.
0: <laughs> that, yeah, that's not wrong. Yeah, that whole thing was kind of chaos. And that's kind of how we got our start because we kind of tried to cover that whole thing and uh to watch it play out now it's like it's kind of it's kind of comical what what it kind of reminded me of is I'm a big UFC fan when Conor McGregor took that dolly and he threw it through the window and Dana White goes out there and says how awful that was and that was terrible but what did they use in the promo videos for that for for the Conor Khabib thing
1: (laughs) and then they capitalize off of it right um they used it to make money it's amazing
0: yeah Anyways, um, I did want to talk a little bit about you and Reese Humphrey's relationship. You and Reese seem to have a very good relationship, even after you left the NJRTC, and he seemed to really get you to kind of, I think, your peak in wrestling at that so far. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh yeah, um, Reese is my guy, man. Him and Coach Jackson were in my corner at the trials, um, at the world team, at the world championships, um, and uh, Reese, just him and I specifically one on one, really got it. I mean, really like a smart dude that understands the balance and understood me like, hey, this guy's going to work his ass off, but he's going to go have a beer and he's going to, you know, he's a normal, I'm a normal dude. That doesn't mean I'm not going to show up ready to give you my best. And that doesn't mean I'm not ready to scrap. But he was a guy that really could uh, connect with me that, I mean, Besides the intelligence that he has and him at his own level, making three world teams and being at the best representing our country. Besides that, he was just able to really make me want to, um, like a similar to a Moffitt situation at Iowa central. Make me feel the love to where I wanted to reciprocate and not let him down and not be like, Hey, I'm missing your workout because I'm hungover or something. That was never an excuse to me, you know? And, and with that being said, he would know, hey, Downey's not at a hundred percent. Let's 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 not give him five matches today. Let's let's taper. Maybe maybe he does get injured if he goes through my whole plan workout on this day. We were very flexible. And when you're real with somebody, it allows you that communication and trust. And uh that's why I say, man, me and Reese were undefeated in this country. We still never lost, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you talked a little bit about you want to start a Pat Downey RTC. If you're going to pick three wrestlers right now, if there's a draft and you got to pick three on, you had, you had all the money in the world. Who, who you picking? Cause you said you wanted to p- pick people that are like you. So pick three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: who who fits?
1: I got, I got to be a little stingy here because I got to have training partners too. Okay. But there's a fine line where your training partner becomes your competition. Okay. So maybe give me like an Alex Deeringer who can go 79 in the non-Olympic year and throw a, Throw AJ Ferrari in there. Okay. At ninety two, and then uh, you know, we need a big dog. Uh, that Gable cat's pretty good. I would like I would like some rolls with him. Okay. Yeah, I'll take Ringer Ferrari Stevenson. That's the, that's a good little crew to start up with. Huh? What, do
0: you, what are you calling him? What's the name?
1: Uh I don't know. What what what, what comes off the tongue nicely? You you got to have something like that's like an alliteration. You know, like the the. Following syllables, like maybe we're like the, uh, I don't know, like the goon squad or something, something.
0: Okay, let <laughs> I me, don't know. Let me ask you this: Did PD three walk
1: so AJ Ferrari could fly? So you're saying, did I kind of, did I kind of lay the groundwork? Did I set the template?
0: I, I, I don't know. I, I like AJ Ferrari. Big AJ Ferrari fan. But you see, kind of, I think you guys are different too. There's there's a lot of differences, but AJ's the same as you in terms of you're both not afraid. You don't care about the traditional wrestling fans who are like you shouldn't showboat, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Right. You guys know what gets people going, whether they like you, whether they hate you, whether they're booing you <laughs> or cheering you. Both you guys go out there to entertain, and to me, that's like what this whole street league thing is about. Is we're trying to find guys that are willing to go out there and and make people get on their feet, whether they're booing you or cheering you. Right. right? You, well, you got to be able to things. wrestle
1: too, point blank. Right. Let's Correct. stick to the topic. Yep. You have to be able to wrestle. And now, do to- I think our wrestling styles are comparable? Not necessarily. Do I know him well enough personally to know of a lifestyle? Not necessarily. He, he kind of um, I showed him around when he took his visit at Rutgers and I know his family comes from great people, you know, and I know he's a Leo and I'm a Leo, so we're about to be flourishing. You haven't even seen us in our peak season. It's about to be king season here soon. So I know we have a lot of uh, similarities, but most importantly, the kid can wrestle. Correct. He's got a great work ethic. He wrestles and he wins. Um, How do you not like that? I mean, let's just take the character and the personality out of it. That's all sprinkles on top. I like him because he can scrap, you know? He's yeah. out there banged up. He's out there at junior worlds. He's out there at cadet worlds. I mean, I followed him. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily following me or my footsteps. I think we're all our own people. But if you can wrestle, you got a fan in me. I don't care if you have no personality or any, you know, or a biggest, poorest personality ever. None of it works if you, if you can't scrap. Yeah. So
0: I think you got to, you got obviously, you got to be good at wrestling, one. But two, got to be real. It's got to be genuine. You can't go out there and just be like, yeah. well, I'm going to start talking trash because it's working for Pat. It's working for AJ. It's working right. for all these guys. you got to right. genuinely in your heart be right, like Connor. You watch Connor, and he genuinely is like a funny, charismatic guy. And that's
1: that's just, where that's where Kyvan's Ka- Ka- uh, Ka- uh, got me cracking up. I'm calling him porny Kyvan, cringy <laughs> Kyvan, Kyvan Duxon, ice cream kid, because these are all things that just flow off the tongue for me. These are natural things, the way to approach him. But to me the way he's kind of trying to match my energy and match the style. This is out of character for Kyiv. And this is cool to me. I'm seeing, I'm like, damn, you really do have some personality under there. (laughs) Now imagine if we got to bring this out of everybody, every wrestler in an individual sport was showing their individual character. I mean, this could be so much more marketable. You would finally know society would know that this is real wrestling. They wouldn't think of, that fucking whatever, what it, what it, the WWE. That wouldn't be their thought of wrestling. They would have, you know, you got Monday night football, you got the Friday night fights. We should have wrestling Wednesdays. It should be in there every part of the week, just like mainstream television has everything else. Is anybody? Do people in the MMA world?
0: I know you're in MMA, gyms. Where are you currently at right now? Where are you training? Train at Sanford, Sanford, MMA. That's where
1: I represented at the Olympic trials, if you notice. That's what yes. I had as my,
0: you know. So are they aware of how your popularity within the wrestling world? Are
1: they aware of what's going on? Um, well I kinda I kinda came down here looking to restart and rebrand. So Coach Jones is who I initially reached out to, Greg Jones, you know, NCAA wrestling legend. I grew up watching this dude, a big fan of his style, and he's a great coach. So I knew that he's somebody I would need in my corner when, uh, you know, kind of getting to this next level when I ultimately do step into the MMA world. Um, But I think these guys, you know, they know wrestling wins fights. If you look at the background, it's no secret that wrestling is a huge part of MMA. And combat sports. So when they uh, have me in there as a training partner, I think they see the value in me as an athlete, not so much this other extracurricular bullshit with the media or the cancel culture. You know, they let me be me. Um, they're not worried about any politics. They love what I bring to the table and to the gym as a training partner. You know, and that's that's my relationship. Um I'm just there to help them and and they're there to help me. It's like a mutual uh partnership, you know, where that's that's how it should be. So uh I feel the love at that gym and um whether whether I start fighting this year, next year, I'll definitely be fighting out of Sanford MMA.
0: Cool, right on. All right, before we get you out of here, who were three wrestlers that you looked up to as a kid or who did you who did you try to imitate
1: or be like? So, um, well, you had Baltimore Butcher, man, Rico, Rico Ciparelli, the OG. Um, I really, I really grew up just because he had the Italian spot in East Baltimore called Ciparelli's family owned. So I would grow up, my father would like be instilling this in me, in my subconscious. They would have his Iowa picture up when he was on teams with Royce Alger and all them studs winning back when, uh, Gable, when they were perennial powerhouse. So I grew up kind of having that programmed into my subconscious. So inevitably he became, you know, and I'm a long wiry guy. I took a lot of shit from Rico. And then, um, Randy Lewis, another guy just used for Iowa legend, throw a kitchen sink at you. But, um, guys, more Meyer, uh, Greg Jones, Mac Lunas out of, uh, out St. Joe, we had Ryan Davis, and then uh, Jordan Oliver and and Darion Caldwell guys, just a few years older than me, right across the street in Jersey. You know what I mean? In PA, so I had some I had some badasses as influences, and um, you know, it was only it was only like the top for me. It's always and it still is until I win the World Championships or the Olympics, I won't leave the sport satisfied. Um, I've I've come pretty close, but uh, close to my counts is shoes and hand grenades. So I'm still I still got some work to do, man. I still got another level to get to. All right, I like that.
0: All right, last question here. Prediction
1: for this match. Um, yeah, I'd love to say I'm gonna come out there and attack uh, him and put them on a takedown clinic, but let's be real. Kyvan knows what he's doing. He's a big cat. We've gone back and forth in the practice rooms together. He's had his best days, and I've had days where I've had my better days and bested him. So we know each other from a stylistic standpoint. It's going to be more of a chess match than people think, you know? Um, you know, he, he's saying he's going to come beat me up. I, 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 I mean, I've been hung over as shit that dude can't beat me up. I'm coming out sober as a goat, ready to whip his ass. He's not beating anybody up. I'll say that. I don't care if he outweighs me by 40 pounds. And I'm putting on weight, man. I'm almost 200 pounds now. When I took this match, I was 185. And I was thinking we were going to scrap at 92 because that's what he just wrestled at. I'm like, all right, no problem. He wants to throw a seven-minute clause in there. Well, we can wrestle seven minutes. Get your fat ass down to weight. And we'll wrestle seven minutes all you want, buddy. But he ain't getting every advantage in the book, all right? I'm not coming over to his time zone. He's not getting 20-pound weight advantage with a seven-minute match. It's just not happening. So if he wants a seven minute match, he can make weight and uh, and we can see how it goes. But I foresee it being very competitive. And uh, I could say it's a coin flip. It's who's ever the best man on that day.
0: All right, Pat, I appreciate you, brother, for coming on. I appreciate you for doing this. Um, We're really excited for it. And uh, we'll be in touch. I mean, anything else you want to say to the to the haters or the fans out there?
1: nah man just stay on the loose i got a new apparel deal coming i got a new shoe deal coming pd3's dropping the air downies we're back baby <laughs> i ain't going anywhere wrestling
0: all right let's go i appreciate it guys thanks for watching and uh tune into this match august 13th pat downey Kevin Gadson, um pay-per-view check it out thanks guys